You're listening to the Breakaway Breakdown podcast, where we bring you interviews with some of the top ropers in the country, news about what's going on in the fastest sport on dirt, training tips for you and your horses, and so much more. I'm your host, Casey Allen. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody. So we are wrapping up the merriest time of the year in pro rodeo. That is Cowboy Christmas, a.k.a. the 4th of July run, where there's just a ton of rodeos going on and a ton of money to be won. We are so excited that Breakaway Ropers got to really play this year, and the totals reflect it because these girls cashed some checks, and they roped their butts off. It was super, super fun. Hopefully you guys were keeping up on our Cowboy Christmas tracker with results and videos and videos on our social media accounts all weekend because our team worked really hard to make sure we got that content to you guys and kept you in the loop and made sure you guys could feel connected to the girls on the road. All right, so today's episode is with the unofficial high money earner of the weekend. She (laughs) roped outstanding. I don't know a better way to put it. This girl won Oakley, Utah, Belfort, South Dakota, She cash checks there alone for $6,387 and $4,426 for her 2.0 and 2.4 second runs. She also placed in both rounds and the aggregate in Prescott, Arizona. Yeah, she was all over the place. But her total came to $15,500. Now this cowgirl also happens to be the 2019 National High School Finals Rodeo Champion in the breakaway roping. You've seen her at the college finals, and a few years ago, when she was only 16 years old, she cashed a $50,000 check at the WCRA major in Salt Lake City. So, no stranger to the winner's circle, I'm talking about the one and only Jordy Edens. Jordy's a super sweet girl, and I think you guys are going to like hearing just kind of what she's been going through on the road, what her schedule's been like, and she has some really, really good advice about staying mentally tough when you're competing, and I just love her perspective. Also, I want to talk about the girls that we have unofficially in the second through fifth positions because Taylor Hanchi had an outstanding weekend. She picked up six checks over the fourth. Uh, She won Cody with a 2.3 second run. The Badlands were her sweet spot. She placed at Mandan, Belforge, and Kildeer. And she also placed at Prescott, Arizona. So six checks over the fourth. Taylor had an amazing weekend. We've got her winning right around 14,000. And then in number three, We've got Ricky Engesser, who won the Greeley Stampede. She was super solid in the average, placed in both go-rounds and the finals. She also placed in Kildeer, North Dakota, and Oakley, Utah, which brought her total earnings to right over the $12,000 mark. Number four, we had Sawyer Gilbert, of course, 2021 world champion. And she was second in Mandan with a 2.3 second run, pulled checks in Cody, Wyoming, Belforge, South Dakota, and Greeley, Colorado won just over 10 grand. And then again, this is all unofficial because WPRA has not even updated standings yet. We've got Taylor Munsell. She was second in Oakley, Utah. That was $5,000 alone. And then she also placed in the rounds in Prescott, Arizona, which brought her to just under 10,000 for her 4th of July run. So congratulations to all the ladies on the 4th of July run um, from amateur rodeos to high school events to pro rodeos. We just saw incredible breakaway roping going on across the country and got me fired up. I hope it got you guys fired up. 
Um, we want to thank our sponsors who help us stay up with that coverage. Check them out on our website. And of course, we want to thank Fastback Ropes because without Fastback, we wouldn't have had the opportunity and get that conversation to you guys today. So I hope you enjoy our conversation with Jordy. And I hope that you guys, wherever you are at, are having fun, staying safe, and roping necks. I know, I know, you're tired of hearing me talk. I talked a lot today. But let us jump into the interview, and I'll check in with you guys to tell you more about Fastback Ropes at the commercial break. All right, so first off, Jordy, I want to congratulate you on a great Cowboy Christmas. Um, did you, you total up what you won yet? Have you looked... Um, we did last night. I think it was like, it was, it could have been wrong, but when we did it, it was 15,500 even. Okay, good. That's what so, I got when I totaled it up. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't counting Pegas, what I wanted Pegas. I didn't really put that in there. That wasn't really the the fourth run or whatever. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, we started our calculations from Greeley on. Yep, and I actually didn't get to go to Greeley, so I got up the 21st at Reno, and that was the day of the slack at Greeley, and I couldn't get a trade, so I just said, I won't go to Greeley, I'll just stay at Reno, and yeah, and I went to, instead of Greeley, I went to Pecos and Prineville, and it all worked out. Pretty much, I just couldn't get a trade, and I just, that was it. I got you. So let's just talk through the week. Kind of what order did you go? Do you feel like you were just dialed in? Like, were you drawn good? What? Like, let's. I gotta figure this yeah. out, man. <laughs> um, we started at. I went to Reno, flew out of Reno, went to Pecos, did good at Pecos, came back, went to Prineville, didn't do any good at Prineville, and then we went to Oakley and stayed at Oakley for a few days, and I roped in the slack. And, um, a lot of it, I did draw really good calves. I mean, I can't take that away. I, I drew really good calves, but my thing is, if you're supposed to win, I think you're going to win, so it doesn't matter what you draw. Um, but went to Oakley. I was too flat at Oakley. Um, I really didn't think, I was kind of at the beginning. I had a first run, so I was like, you know what? If I'm too flat on a first run, surely these, I'll win probably fourth or fifth not expecting much and so I ended up staying winning it after the slack I was like okay maybe maybe I'll win second or third because there's a lot of girls left to go good girls and um so I did that and then where did we go where did we go from Oakley let me think I've been to so many places um after Oakley we went to I flew, oh, we drove to Prescott, um, I was 3-5 on my, on both calves there, we were supposed to drive, after Prescott, drive up to, um, Belfouche, well, funny story, my mom accidentally put death in our diesel tank, so we, I had to catch a flight out of there, and fly to Denver, where my dad picked me up with my backup horse. And I went to Belfouche and Kildeer. And I didn't I didn't rope at Belfouche, but I got to watch all the slacks. So I kind of had an idea what to expect coming into the last perf. So I feel like that was a little bit of an advantage, maybe. 
And then I was 2-3 at Killdeer. Um, I was one out of winning something at Killdeer, which I didn't make that great of a run, but it was an all right. I mean, I was 2-3, so it wasn't a terrible run. And then we went to uh, Cody. I was too flat at Cody and broke the barrier. Uh, I drew a really good calf there. I should have won the rodeo on that calf. That was I made a mistake there. And then we drove all the way to Mowbridge. Didn't do any good at Mowbridge. And then we came back and I roped at Belfouche. And um, I won Belfouche. So that was pretty much that. My little mare, she was on point all week. Was she just kind of putting you right there? Or what was she doing? That mare, she gives me so much confidence. Um, She's very forgiving and super easy to rope off of. I always tell everybody this is the easiest horse I've ever roped off of and she really is. She she breaks hard and she might not have the prettiest off stop, but she makes it break off fast and I think that's a huge advantage too. She doesn't have much slide but when she stops it's usually done. And I think that makes a big because if your if your rope doesn't break off fast, that's tenths going by that's first to third, honestly in my opinion. So she's she's a good one. I I rode her last year and kind of got really took her hard last year and she was awesome. And then this year you could tell she was like the veteran. Heck yeah! And how old is that one? And what do you call her? She is. I'd have to look at her papers. <laughs> I think she's twelve or thirteen, maybe. And I call her Judy. How'd you end up with her? Um, we actually, my dad, uh, my dad team ropes, so he was, he loves to heal, just kind of like, not jacking around, but he just likes to go to the jackpots and heal, so one of his, um, good friends, Trey Norris, he had her, and he wasn't roping hardly anymore, and he was like, well, you can try her, she's a really good little heel horse, and so he bought her, and one day I was like, I need a practice horse, like, I need something to rope a bunch of calves on and so we saddled her up and it was like it was almost freaky like she knew exactly what she was doing so we kind of got to asking more questions and um the girl Trey bought her from she wrote breakaway on her and she had some problems with her I think so they quit and just started healing on her well come to find out Larry D guy and Hope Thompson ended up starting her in the breakaway so that was kind of cool and then she's been my number one pretty much ever since that was two two and a half years ago maybe and so she we bought her as a heel horse and now she's my number one calf horse hey guys this episode is brought to you by fastback ropes fastback ropes was created in 1995 with a single mission in mind to build the best rope on the market That will always be their number one goal, according to Fastback Ropes. They believe it's important to focus on building the best product possible and treat customers with the respect that they deserve. Now, besides being a great company, they feature two ropes that I think you breakaway ropers are going to like. The first is the Edge, a four-strand calf rope. It's made of texturized poly. It's a tough and durable rope that stands up in all conditions and outlasts the competition. The other rope that they've come up with is exclusively for breakaway ropers, unlike the Edge, which was offered to calf ropers previously. It's called the Athena, 
And besides being pink and having a purple dyed core, which is awesome, the poly core provides enhanced tip weight and durability. It's a tough and durable rope that stands up in all conditions and gives a snappy finish and close. Make sure to check out fastbackropes.com for more information and to get your ropes. So wait, did you end up getting your, okay, so you had to fly up and get on your backup horse. Did yes. you end up getting the truck back and working or is it yes, like still broken? We got so lucky. Um, my dad knew somebody in uh, Prescott that knew a mechanic and we were lucky enough that they moved their schedule around and got us. They fixed it in the next day. My mom was leaving. She got to leave at like the next day in the evening so we got super super lucky but I get if it wasn't going to be fixed Bill Fick did, who we buy our trucks from and he had already had a driver driving out in case it didn't get fixed so we were super lucky oh that's awesome Um. so wait are you still in college yes I am okay I thought so and where are you are you still going to Hill or did you transfer I did my last semester at Hill last uh this past semester and then I'm transferring to Texas A&M Commerce to rodeo under Damian White I gotcha and what are you majoring up there um my major at Hill was business marketing but I think A&M Commerce has a real estate school they just started so I think I'm gonna start off doing that and see how I like that oh that's cool all right, so let's switch gears and talk a little bit about your background because, I mean, you've had success at the high school and the collegiate level, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So what was that transition like to pro rodeo for you? When did that happen? How's it been so far? All through my high school years, I amateur rodeo just because my dad was always going to them. I had good horses, and I think that that's a huge factor in rodeoing in general. Because, I mean, when you're in high school roping at the amateur rodeos, at the time I was, that's when Breakaway wasn't in the pro rodeos. So, Jackie, Larry D, JJ, Hope, Shelby, all, Kelsey, all of them were roping at the amateurs. So, it was I was roping against them when I was 15, 16 years old. And so, I think that just kind of played into my success in the high school rodeos and the high school finals and then continuing to Salt Lake. But, um, I mean, I've, amateur, I've been amateur rodeoing since I was little, so that's just kind of all normal to me. And then it's not much difference pro rodeoing. I mean, I've been, I've gone with my dad, so I know all these places. But I don't know, it was, I always say I had heck at the pro rodeos at the beginning, I think. And I don't know why, because I, I would do so good at the amateur rodeos. And then the pro rodeos aren't much different. I mean, you're just roping a calf, literally, the exact same time, everything. But I could, I could hardly catch at the pro rodeos, and it would make me so mad because I could go to an amateur rodeo and do really good and then have heck at the pro rodeos. But I think, where did I, my first pro rodeo I went to, I don't, shoot, I don't even know where it was. But we kind of waited a little bit. Actually, when I bought my card, I I won Joe Beaver's Easter roping. And so we called up there to enter a rodeo, like my first rodeo, I think. And um, they were like, well, her deal's flagging. 
I don't know what it is. And he's like, there's no way she hasn't even entered a rodeo yet. And they're like, well, no, I think she's already filled her permit. Well, it happened to be that Joe's counted for the WPRA. So I filled my permanent Joe's and didn't even realize it. And so then it was pretty, that just doesn't happen that easy most of the time. So I had already filled my permit. So I had to go ahead and buy my card. I hadn't even been to a rodeo yet, I don't think. So it all just kind of worked out. And then I went, funny story, actually, last year when I went over the fourth, um, I, I roped one calf the whole out of all the rodeos. And it was, Pecos was the first place we went. I roped the first calf at Pecos, and it was the wrong calf. So I had to rope again, and I did not catch a single calf after that. So this year, it's been much, much better. So what did you do between last year and this year, do you think, that made a difference? Um, I think it was just, I, last year, it was, I was one of the younger ones. I was, is this was all kind of new to me. I've been out here, but roping edelments a little bit different. There's a little more pressure, I think. And then, I think, sometimes you just have heck. I mean, there's nothing about it sometimes you just don't do good and I think that was one of my one of the spells but after Kildeer last year we drove all the way home and I roped every single day for the two weeks and then we went to Cheyenne and I ended up winning fourth at Cheyenne and I think that was kind of the turning point I realized I had to take it a little bit more serious put a little more effort into it and then ever since then it's been pretty good that money I won at Cheyenne helped me get into the winter rodeos, and I did all right at those, and it kind of got me a start where I could get a little start going and have some money won, and I think it's just experience, really. The best thing that ever happened to me was missing all those calves last year because it, it made me mad, and I was it, had, it gave me the drive that I didn't have that I needed, and so I think it was God's way of humbling me, but making me want to work for it even harder at the same time. That's awesome. Kind of like you're either winning or learning. Yeah, exactly. So what's next? You said you're hanging out at Cheyenne now. Are you planning yep. on like really an entering hard the rest of the summer? Because obviously with the big weekend, you're going to have a big world standings jump. I don't yep. know if you're someone who likes to look at that, but. Uh, I don't. My whole family looks at that. Me, personally, I don't like looking at it just because I don't really think it... To me, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just roping, doing my job. So, it's just whatever happens, happens. But I don't think the plan changes. I plan to enter the big ones and not get myself too strung out. I have, I've been very blessed to have two very, very good horses with me right now. And, and so, I think we're just going to stick to entering the big ones that... Uh, count for good money and then we'll see from there so like what would be I mean you're kind of newer at this you said you learned a lot from last year what would be your advice for somebody that wanted to go out there over the fourth and maybe hasn't roped against some of those you know bigger names uh-huh. um, what should they expect or how can they prepare um, I think you have to have a really good support system if you can't I've been very blessed I got to I've at the beginning of the fourth, I got to travel by myself. It was just my mom and I. I think, for me personally, that's a 
that's huge for me because it helps me focus on me and not stress about other things. But if you're new to it, finding good traveling partners that you get along with and that you have the same common interest and ways of taking care of business and stuff, I think that's huge because if you're not comfortable or you're not in a good mood or have that good backing, like that good sense of not humor, but just that good good energy around you, it's hard to stay good and have a good mindset because last year I didn't have a good mindset. I was ill to be around and it showed because I didn't rope very good. And so I think having that, the roping, it's just, it's gonna be anywhere like it's it's just like anywhere you go I mean that's the roping's the roping but I think a lot of it has to do with getting a game plan asking people who've done it already what they think is the best way to go about it and I think having a huge support system makes the biggest difference so one of the questions I was gonna ask is you know, what's it feel like winning this much money, but you've cashed that $50,000 check in Salt Lake, so. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't cashed one that big since, so. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, no, I kind of, after last year, it, it really made me mad and kind of upset, so I honest, and I had a lot of goals and expectations going into last year, and this year, I now that I think about it, I didn't have any expectations. I was just going to rope and do my job. I knew my, I knew I was the best prepared I could be. And if it was meant to be that I do good, it was. And if not, I go home and get a new game plan. But I think, um, I don't know. It's pretty cool. I told my dad we were jacking around. I told him I said I would love to win ten thousand. Just to, that's my goal. And he's like, well. How about you try to win 15? So, and after Bill Fish, I came out, I said, oh, well, I think I got your 15 for you. But that was kind of, at the end, we had, I had done good, and Bill Fish was just the cherry on top. Well, that was a heck of a cherry. It might weigh down the rest of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. Is there anything else you, oh, no, no, I didn't ask you. Um, I ask everybody that comes on. I almost forgot. Jordy, don't be letting me forget. Um, what is the best piece of advice you have ever been given inside the arena or outside the arena? Whatever. Shoot. <laughs> Honestly, this is so cliche, but you just have, if you're not doing good, you just have to keep entering. My dad always tells me last year when I wasn't doing good, he was like, we're going to keep entering. You're going to go home. You're going to enter the amateur rodeos and you're going to go rope a dilm if you miss you miss but you're not gonna you're not gonna get anywhere if you don't keep entering no matter if you're doing bad or what you just got to keep entering and all it takes is one cap to turn everything around that is so funny because i just talked to ricky who had a really good weekend and she said the uh -huh. same thing going into Greeley. it takes one calf to turn it around yep. <laughs> that's what my dad always tells me if i'm going through a little spell where I'm not roping good. He's like, this could be the cap. All it takes is one. But I just kind of, I try to, that helps me too because I get pretty down if I'm not doing good or catching, not even winning, just catching in general, doing my job. And so I always try to look at that. Like, all it takes is one. This could be the one. But out here, that's hard though. When you're out here, 
you can't really practice all you I mean that's hard to do but if you stick with it it'll all it takes is one Heck yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to add today? Anything you feel like I missed or you want to talk about, Jordy? Not that I can think of. I'm kind of pretty boring. <laughs> You're not boring. You just came off the fourth run. You probably just need a nap. <laughs> yeah, that's what I told my dad. I said, I'm so glad I don't have to do it. I have absolutely nothing to do today and tomorrow but to get to Vernal, so I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Well, all right. Good luck the rest of the summer, and thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. All right. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, nothing like catching a plane casually in the middle of your rodeo run. That is thinking on the go. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying these firsthand accounts of what's going on for the girls out on the road, and I hope that you learned something from Jordy today. Make sure you're on our Breakaway Breakdown podcast group on Facebook because I'm going to be asking for some feedback about what you guys want to hear in the future and what kind of episodes you're looking for. We have some really exciting episodes coming up and some that are a little bit different than what you guys have been getting that I'm super excited to share. And we also have a bonus episode coming up with the Greeley Stampede champion, Ricky Engesser. So... Stay tuned, stay up to date on BreakawayRopenJournal.com, all of our social media accounts, because we've got a ton of stuff coming your way. Got some great sponsors, including Fastback Ropes, who brought you this episode. Make sure to check them out at FastbackRopes.com to check out their breakaway ropes, and if you're a team roper, check their team ropes out as well. I hope you guys have a great week wherever you are, and I will talk to you next time.